Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. This is episode 13 of Inside the Monster, brought to you by Odyssey. I am Steve Peralt. That is Joey Capone. The Boston Red Sox are 0-8 on our last eight-episode recording days. Joey, how you doing tonight? Terrible, Steve. I'm doing awful. How you doing, man? <laughs> terrible. Doing terrible. I know hey, before we for started asking, recording man. here, we were... I was curious of where your Celtics fandom is at. I want to know where where the levels were for you. And it seems like it's not that high. No, I think I really sat down and watched my first Celtics game, buzzer to buzzer, in like 2015. Yeah. I'm really not, not a Celtics guy. I went to my first game in 18 or 19, and I haven't been back since. I did see what happened tonight. I do watch playoff games now, but uh, I'm certainly not as committed as you are. Dude, that was tough. I could do like yeah. three hours right now on the, <laughs> the end of that Celtics game. We will save one item for closing thoughts because, oof, I am ready to go <laughs> on that one, Joey. But the Boston Red Sox, they head to Atlanta. It's one of those classic two-gamers in Atlanta that literally nobody asks for, and they do it every single year. They then normally play two in Boston, because remember when they were the Boston Braves like 8 million years ago? Oh, Me neither. That's what? why they do that. Yeah, that's why they do that. So mm-hmm. uh, game one was fun. Dude, I, I'm glad that we did. By the way, ITM short, first one drops uh, yesterday, goes very well. People like the ITM shorts. We did your voicemails. Leave us a voicemail. We'll do more of those. And it was nice, Joey. I know that wasn't recording for an episode, but it was nice to record something mm. after the Red Sox won. We haven't had that feeling since the Detroit game in mid-April. It's been a long time. Yeah, if you're listening to this episode, I suggest going and listening to that and checking out the difference in our tones of voices, uh, the energy... <laughs> That is being purveyed because that it was crazy how light and airy it felt. And it was like, oh, maybe this is because like, oh, we're talking about, you know, some goofy stuff. People are sending voicemails. I think it was just that the Red Sox won a baseball game. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that they that's really all it took. Can we talk about game one first just to keep the vibes a let's little just do, high? Yeah, let's just do it. Because I, I feel like, you know, we record the voicemails ITM short, first ITM short of all time. And we look at it like we can save we can save the game one talk because hey we got a Valdi on the mound of game two and they you know they might get a sweep there was a lot of that discussion so Joey let's go back to game one but before we talk about the miserable missed call by the ump on Kevin Plawecki your thoughts on game one I have several yeah so my first note is here is I can't wait for the sweep uh, g- get the brooms out. Uh, series MVP is going to be Trevor Story. It's uh, funny, dude. When you mentioned before we went on here, like, oh, I had my series MVP ready and everything. I forgot we even do that because it's been so long since they won a been, series. Yeah, it's been I forever. Think, 
I mean, we've only done it once. I don't think it's even fair to say we do that. We've done it. No, I know. One time. Yeah, to say that we do that, it would need to be multiple times. So like, we kind of yeah. don't even do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just something we did once, which is also <laughs> how the Red Sox view winning series. Yeah, they, that's something we did once. Um, oh yeah, we did I will, that. I think we did that this year. Yeah, no, we did that yeah, once. Yeah, 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 that was this year, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was stoked coming into this series uh, once I saw the lineup. I liked the change a lot of of the our our two three four, uh, putting Bogey at the tail end of that, going Raffy JD Bogey. I thought, you know, maybe now, you know, JD's been getting on base so much, maybe Bogey drives him in, spark a little more offense, and we saw more offense. I was like, wow, this is going great. Trevor had a great game. There was so much to walk away um, with feeling great. Eck said in that game, don't you already feel better about this offense? And I was like, yes, Eck, I do. Yeah. Uh, I, I, left, I left that game uh, feeling, feeling great. Steve? Well, here's, here's one thing after game one. And yep. I think as Red Sox fans and a lot of you guys listening, we try to latch on to the thing that's happening in front of us. And mm-hmm. you sometimes overreact, but that's what we do. It's kind of in our blood to overreact a little bit. It's in our DNA. And so naturally, after game one, you know what I'm telling myself, Joey? I'm telling myself. What are you telling yourself? They just need to be down south. They need the warm weather. They need the warm <laughs> vibes. They need summer vibes. The Red Sox needed summer vibes. You look at some of the places they've played so far. New York, Detroit, Minnesota, Toronto, I mean, obviously Tampa, but that's in a dome, and it's actually—I felt a little cool in there. They—they they pumped the AC yeah. in that place. Um, no sunlight, no sunlight in there. Yeah, exactly. Baltimore was rainy and blah, mm-hmm. and then you're at Fenway, which has been cold and windy, and then you take a day off in the ATL. You know, it's—it was like upper 70s, lower 80s during the day. I know it got cooler at night, but it was the Red Sox' first taste in the 2022 season of that summer weather, summer vibes. And that's what they looked like. They looked like the Red Sox in the summer. Now, they scored zero runs from the third to eighth inning. <laughs> so it was but a that's little that's how mis- we do, baby. That's how that's we what do. We, hey, that's what we do in the summer. That's We're the what we Red do. Sox. That's, that's what, what we, we do, do in the summer. We score we six that, runs in the second. <laughs> we get those UV rays. We soak up that vitamin D. Mm-hmm. And we don't score in middle innings. That's what we do. We score early. We score late. Sayonara. Game over. Red Sox win. Red Sox lose. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, well. I guess not in that in that I'm particular game instance. One. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, Come on, yeah, yeah. we're still no, in no, no, game one. I'm just one saying land. what we do. What we do. Uh, I yeah, know. no. I honestly, I was thinking uh, how great of a of a turnaround story is this going to be once they sweep in Atlanta, and then they have another day off in the sun and then they mm. go to texas you know they get to you know you and the boys on an off day after a sweep in mm-hmm. warm weather i was mm-hmm. i was talking about this earlier i was picturing a whole turnaround it's incredible how you can get you know a taste of a chocolate chip cookie and be like oh i'm gonna open a bakery Cause that's what happened. We we got like this this tiny little morsel of sweet wind goodness. We were like, oh, there's a whole pantry of this waiting for us. Oh, hundred percent. We're gonna open the cupboard doors, and sugar is going to flow 
out like a like an avalanche. It's just so easy to get caught up and think that there's going to be momentum. I don't know why we would think that momentum and this team go hand in hand. They certainly don't. I got a little stat for you here, Steve. Uh, this is in reference to in to game two a little bit here. Game two of this series was the first time, or I'm sorry, the fourth time all year that the Red Sox have uh, put runs on the board in back-to-back innings. I mean, that's that's terrible. That's terrible. That that can't uh, really happen. This team does not believe in momentum, be it back-to-back hits, back-to-back good innings, games, whatever. It's just, uh, I, don't, I don't know what the, the term is for it, but there's one. It stands alone on an island until the next one comes along. There's, no, there's, it's very there's, true. There's no momentum. It's very true. I think the the thing that I loved the most about Game One, sticking sticking with Game One here, mm-hmm. is that the Devers Grand Slam happened with two outs. That's that was the best part. It's because you'd got a couple of runs. And you're thinking, ah, oh, they're going to let this guy off the hook. They're going to do it again. It's two outs. We've seen this story a million times this season. And sure enough, since the guy had walked in a run, by the way, if you're walking, if you're walking Franchi and JBJ to walk in a run, you should just be automatically pulled. Like that, that should get you out of the game immediately. Yeah, That's crazy. Over. And I'm, I'm going to change my thoughts on Franchi. I am so anti Franchi and have been for a while. Not like he's been here for years, but. Uh, I was obviously not a big Franchi supporter. I, I love Benny. And, you know, when Franchi was up here, it's like, what can you actually do at the big league level? Franchi Cordero, since he's been up with the Red Sox this year, the numbers are okay, but the discipline is way better than I thought. He actually looks like a major league player. Last year, he didn't. I think that was the yeah. thing. When you watch enough of these games, you realize which guys look like they belong and which guys just look off and are like, you're not one of the other guys. And Franchi mm-hmm. didn't look like one of the other guys at all last year outside of that 800-foot homer in Philly. And so now he actually does. He had a really bad drop ball like a week or two ago. But outside of that, he really looks like he belongs. And he's drawn walks. And he's got four walks in this series, which is insane. Um, and to, you know, get... He had a big one in the Ploiecki situation in game two, but sticking with game one, I think that was something that was uplifting. It was Trevor Story roping the ball a couple of times. Big hit in the ninth inning. Get you some runs. Get you some insurance runs there. That was huge. Alex Verdugo hitting some ropes. A lot of lot of exit velo coming off the bat there. And Rafael Devers, smart hitter, by the way. Rafael Devers knowing this guy can't find the plate He's probably just going to try to groove one in first pitch. He's going to throw a heater. Devers is sitting on that thing. He is sitting on that heater and launched it 800 million feet. That was the exact stat cast. Was it 800 uh, million? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was was a little crazy. So 3,800 miles. Yeah, it was was nuts that that happened. But, Joey, for good reason, people were excited after game one because that's as close to a complete game as they've really had. Like, I, I understand yeah. the... I'm saying in recent memory, not all season, but, like... Mm-hmm. And, and that all happens when I Whitlock mean, doesn't even look... No, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I, I'm saying as a culmination, when you mm. look at the lineup, Story was hitting, uh, mm-hmm. Verdugo had a good game, Xander... Xander has three for five games, like X says, just to stay in shape. Like, he's... Mm-hmm. That's what he's been doing all season. 
Uh, JD was with with a hit, Devers with a couple, and four RBI obviously on the slam. Kike still is an issue, but overall, it was at least compared to what had happened recently, it was something, and it, it felt like okay, like. Whitlock, they actually won a game that he started. Was he great? No. He looked scary in the dugout, dude. When when Whitlock is not happy, I mean, you can barely even tell when he's happy. When he's not happy, like, stay away from him. Cora goes over there to tell yeah, him that he's yeah, yeah. done. And he just kept looking straight. And I was saying on the Twitter machine, was just screaming internally. And Red Sox stats replies with the – and I, I almost didn't even – I don't think I saw the video that he had sent me during the broadcast. They must mm-hmm. have gone back to him a second time, Nesson. Because mm-hmm. the second time, Vasquez, Vasquez comes over, and Whitlock's just almost like with his eyes, like "Don't touch me! Like get mm-hmm. away from me! Dude. I am upset." And I don't know if there's I something was, there. I mean, he was shaking him off a lot, so I don't know what the deal is with that. I was getting the vibe. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think aside from who the human being touching him was, <laughs> I yeah. think he was just sitting there shaking, going, "Do not touch me!" Yeah. Uh, he just checks all of the dad boxes, man. I can't, I can't stop saying it. Strict is, dad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not like being a dad. I mean, like the the player your dad likes. Mm. Like the, oh, he's he's not happy. He cares. His heart's in the game. Yeah, you know, uh, he's a. He's but a I'm, gamer. Just, I'm just he saying that the, right dad, the dad that he would be at home is like mm-hmm. homework first, then show. No mm-hmm. dessert until you eat your broccoli. That oh, is Garrett yeah. Whitlock. He is he is disciplined. Yeah. Elbows off the table. Off the table. Off. What did I say? He is I a what off. did I say, Dad? He's a oh. what did I say, Dad? Mm-hmm. Mind your yeah. manners. I, can, I mean, he's a Southern boy. I could he- I could hear him saying, "Mind your manners." What did you just say to your mother? He's one of those dads. <laughs> oh 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 yeah. I wouldn't want to cross Garrett Whitlock. I, no. I I I get wanting to comfort him there, Vassy, but also I think I mean leave him alone. Leave him yeah. alone. I was screaming up, uh, screaming at him in my heart, like, dude, do not touch him right now. I know. Get uh, away from him. Yeah, um, dude, you were talking about Franchi a little bit. I want to touch on this for a sec. Yeah. Started both games over Bob. Yeah. Is this, do you see this trend continuing? You think that this is? Well, especially when they keep facing righties. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. But also, think it's a matchup thing more than a a performance thing? Oh, no. Oh, it's a both thing. I I think Bobby Mm -hmm. would be the first to tell you. Like, I I mean, what what leverage does Bobby have? What is he hitting? 150? I mean, what is is Bobby hitting? He has, I think it's somebody tweeted me today, like his, his, Slash lines easily the worst in the Red Sox, and it's not like someone needed to send that. It's one forty eight. It's not even one fifty. I was I was being yeah. generous. Um, so yeah, I mean it's this guy had a. I'm just looking at his baseball reference. He had a one thousand OPS in spring training, and his OPS Bobby? now is four fifty three. Yeah. So uh, let's just forget everything from spring training. Like I, I think that's every year we need to like keep reminding ourselves to not get overly excited in spring training. And it's right mm-hmm. every year. That that take is undefeated. Don't overreact to spring training. Like, yeah, that it's is crazy. Undefeated. It's crazy because w- when you're there, it feels like, well, this year, obviously, you can tell that Waka has some control issues and he's going to have a tough year. You can obviously see it. <laughs> you can look at him. You can see he's not ready. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, uh, yeah it's crazy, man. It's crazy. This whole year feels just so bizarro world backwards, inside out, upside down. No, it does. It does. I think the the Franchi stuff is uplifting. It's good to see his discipline at the plate. He's playing a good first base. I feel like the best first baseman, you don't really notice him that much. So 
that's kind of been the case with him. Bob really was picking everything, so it's not like Bob's been bad defensively. But um, I saw this saw this on the Twitter machine. Sox leadoff hitters. I think this was during that first game or after that first game. Twenty for hundred and twenty this season, mm. which is just like gotta clean that up at some mm-hmm. point. You gotta figure that that uh, Kike's out of that spot. You just can't. Zero for five on mm-hmm. uh, Wednesday. Two left on base. Just a lot of zeros in his line. Yeah. There. He's hitting one sixty one. I mean that you would figure oh. that's got to change soon. But yeah, that's that was tough. I mean it was. I dude, I forgot Tyler Thornburg existed, and then he comes into that game one. He's like, hey, I'll give you some runs. This is this is how I'll I'll pay <laughs> yeah. you guys back for being not that great with you. I'll just I'll give you some runs here in the ninth inning. So yeah, it was. Oh, last thing, last thing I had from game one, mm-hmm. Ronald Acuna Jr. and Bo Bichette are the captains, uh, the captains of the gotta look cool at all times club. Like they, they can't do anything where they don't look cool. Like anything in right field, Acuna is not really going hundred percent. He's like, you know, like, chicks take the long cool ball, man. He's the classic mm-hmm. chicks take the long ball guy where it's like. Mm-hmm. Chicks don't dig like hustling out a fly ball to catch it in the corner and right. Like that's not the phrase. So um, that's I just it's yeah. constant with him, man. Where it's like, and I think Eck, Eck, I just I love X so much. Hopefully we get him on this program. He has I such a that. funny way sometimes of describing mm-hmm. what I know he really wants to say. Where he's mm-hmm. like, now look at look at this. Look at how Acuna got that ball. I didn't think he had a shot. And it's you know the way he's going at it. And it, you know he just wants to say, like, he's half-assing it, and he's still caught the ball. That's basically yeah. what happens. Like, the ball's out there, and he's just kind of like, his jersey's undone, and he's kind of going 50% speed, and he, like, scoops it at an awkward angle. It's like, hey, he's the, Ronald Acuna Jr. He can do what he wants. The difference between him and Bo is that it feels genuine from him. It feels like Ronald Acuna just is cool. Yeah, like Bo is kind of trying do to do it. Bo's trying, Bo to do it. trying to do it, man. Bo's yeah, trying to do yeah. it. I'm I'm quickly falling off the the Bo train here. Yeah. Um. One other guy that uh, it's just because we we're talking about Kike and, and getting going. I this number is from before tonight. I actually should probably look at what it is right now. Plawecki is the last yeah. guy uh, in addition to Kike that's got to get going. He came great into eye, the series. Great we we got to talk. We got to talk about the call, right? Yeah, let's do it. it. Let's do it. He came into tonight batting one fifty six. Yeah, no, he's he's getting. Not I mean, but let's want. let's be let's be real though. If you go down the line of guys that have to get going, Plawecki's like seventh on the list. Like you would sure. want, it would go. And Story had a good series. Trevor mm-hmm. Story has his first home run in Atlanta. Uh, obviously, I can't. I, I got to say that I called the Devers Grand Slam. It would have been cooler if it was after a sweep, but whatever. Called the Devers Grand Slam. Thank you. And I think my lack of a prediction was correct. By not saying Trevor's story would go deep, that allowed him to finally go deep, which is generous of me. You're welcome. Yeah, no, but thank you. What a rope, dude. That was that was smoked. And good for him, yeah. too, because that's a pitch that if he missed it, he'd be like, ah, I'd want that one back. Gets a pitch, basically middle-middle, and launches it. And it looked like all the Trevor's story highlights that we saw when they signed him. Like, mm-hmm. that was the guy, if you would just put a Rockies jersey on him, it's like, oh, that's the dude. It's the same guy. Like, nothing's, no, he hasn't started hitting 160. Like, this guy probably went to Boston and is just raking. So, mm-hmm. that mattered a lot. At this point, you know, as we compare this team to 1996, both of them started 11 and 20, by the way, we're going to have to try to find things within games that are potential lead-ins to a, a run for the Sox and story getting going 
is definitely one of those. I love the confetti, by the way. I need to know the backstory there. Did Kike just have confetti ready to go? Is that how that worked? Like, I need to know. He grabbed a, a container of it. Yeah. So did they it, just have they just like had confetti was... ready? Like, you don't have confetti ready for like Devers' like fifth homer of the year. Like, it's <laughs> was that four story? I'm wondering if they had confetti ready for it, a story homer. It definitely was exactly that. What I don't know is if Trevor knew about it. He didn't. No, based off his reaction, he did not know he was going to get confetti. There's no way. Yeah, they had it at the ready. I saw it was like sitting on the on the edge of the dugout there. Um, Yeah. I mean, they they had it ready to go for him. I'm so glad for him that his first bomb was a real bomb. You know, that it wasn't wasn't some like like barely out, like Yankee Stadium right field or something. That would have been a bummer of like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's a blooper that, yeah, third row, you know, 325. That's good for him. No, dead center. Yeah. I that's, don't know see, how, that, that's what another the distance one. on it was. With that homer, it's like, ah, win that game. You know, yeah, know. like, get that dub. The video Jemai got was great. Arroyo's mm-hmm. like, get in this effing cart. Let's go. Like, they were all yeah. pumped. He gets in there. They roll him down. Confetti. You hear people, uh, some of the dudes in the dug in the back are like, season starts now. Like, see, the energy was yeah. elite for that home run great. cart ride. And, and when when Evaldi gives up that double to to Olsen, I I said out loud like it, it was uh, out of my control. It was like automatic yeah. brain went. Don't even. I know. Like, do not do this. This it was it was just another celebrating too early <laughs> instance. And granted, that one was way too early. Yeah. But it just felt like. The stars had aligned. You know, everybody's coming alive. The offense is here. Story hit his first home run. There's just all these narratives that are, that feel like, no, 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 no. You guys didn't read the script. This is what's supposed to happen. Yeah, guys, look at this. Page five. You yeah. get a two-game sweep after the story homer. Like, Evaldi goes eight. You know, whoever closes, Strom, Stromboli. Like, it, it doesn't uh, matter. You're going to only. Texas on mm-hmm. it with an off day and a sweep. That would have yeah. been incredible. That would have changed everything. But I just, I mean, I'm telling you, Joey, the way this season has gone, mm-hmm. when the Red Sox get these early leads, they're normally low numbers and runs. It's normally yeah. 2 nothing, 3 nothing, And three, your brain— I felt like it was a big one. That's what three, I'm telling you. That's, is- that's, that's what I'm about to say. Yeah. Your brain's telling you Sox are up 3 nothing, dude. Like, this game's over. <laughs> like, this is, what are we talking about? This is going to be a sweep. That's genuinely how I feel. Like, yeah. when you get, but let's be, 3 nothing plus a story homer mixed in there. JD mm-hmm. drives in Raffi. Like, come on now. This is, we got a Valdi on the mound. So, I think that was the tough part is, mm-hmm. boom, bottom of that inning after the JD RBI, 3-3. Bottom of the third. I- it's just immediately gone. Like, that was yeah. the tough part. And I think part of it is that we, on the losing side of that, view a 3-0 deficit as insurmountable. There's yeah. no way they're coming back. The Sox are down three. So when you're yeah. up three, it kind of transfers over. You're like, oh, right. It's impossible. Teams don't come back from being down three. I, I genuinely <laughs> think I genuinely think we forgot the Red Sox could lose when they're up 3 nothing in the second or what, the third <laughs> inning. We forgot the yeah. Red Sox could lose when they're up 3 nothing in the third inning. Shame on us, kind of, a little bit. Um, a little bit, but not really, because even then later, because then now let's let's get to it. Yeah, 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 Plawecki. When so the bases just, just are loaded. The, yeah, just to set the scene. You got, you got bases loaded there, sixth inning. Franchi works the walk, by the way, which would have been another good layer right. of this. 
is mm. that Franchi's been like the most disciplined hitter they've had. He forces the walk. Ploiecki battled. He fouls three pitches off. He lays off a pretty filthy slider. And then that pitch, Joey. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, it's one of the worst calls I've seen in my entire life. And and I'm obviously a factor in the situation. Everyone talks about, oh, we, sh- we need robot umps. We need robot umps. You know what we need? We need umps that can make the right call in big moments. That's what we need. Bases loaded, full count. Don't mess that up, especially by that much. Don't out, call that pitch out. a strike when it's not even close. You have to, if you ump enough games, I used to, I used to ump a little league. If you ump enough games, you have to know it's a full count, two outs, bases loaded. If I'm going to ring this guy up and he doesn't swing, this better be a strike or it better be close. That wasn't even close. It when is Kevin Ploiecki ever reacted like that in his entire career? Never. Uh, no, and he must have said something dirty because he turned well, around. He slammed, to, he slammed the helmet. He did slam the helmet. I mean, he slammed yeah. the helmet, turned to the ump, made eye contact, and the ump like didn't say anything. And then he, the only <laughs> angle that we get is from behind him. But you see Kevin say about three words. The ump's eyes go whoa, and then <laughs> you're out. He must yeah. have said something. <laughs> Talking about his mother or something, because that was. Hey, was he, I bet he, I bet he turned around and just said, "Your mother." That's probably Your what he mother, said. Oh, that's whoa, a strike. Out of here. <laughs> and but the same no, thing happened with Cora. The same. Well, thing Cora obviously said a lot of choice words, but uh, props yeah, to yeah, Cora. Yeah. I mean, this is you know, you're on the cusp of having. How do, how would we have phrased that? I mean, you're you're on the cusp of one of the the uplifting moments of your season. One of the most uplifting, like, here we go, like, rah, rah, go Red Sox. Let's go Red Sox. Like, you you are on the cusp of that. Mm-hmm. And for an ump to take it from you sucks. Especially when, like, the entire season, the issue, one of the bit, one of, you know, let's be real, one of many issues is that they've been so undisciplined at the plate. Like, they're, they're swinging at trash pitches. And Ploiecki didn't. He laid off it. It was the right decision. And for you to ring him up on that, you should get ejected. Like, that's a great time to be like, no, I am going to say so many bad words to your face, and <laughs> I don't even care. And so it, it's good by yeah. Cora. Like, you got to get tossed there. Like, And I know mm-hmm. in the post game he was saying, like, he's just on that one, he's just protecting Ploiecki. But let's be real. I mean, he's he's letting an ump have it that should have it. That's a crucial call. I know the Red Sox lose 5-3. Yeah, the- changes everything. Let's be real. That's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. up 4-3. It changes how, who you bring in. Uh, it just – Cora would have still been in the game for the rest of the yeah. game. Wouldn't have gotten taught. Who knows what Jackie does with the bases loaded. And Nesson showed a, 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 some good angles of it. The side angle with Jackie behind Plewecki in the on-deck circle in slow-mo mm-hmm. immediately. Because that – I mean, that's – well, he just throws the hands up. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. That's when you know – like, these guys, you got to remember, we have the luxury at home – of the hypothetical strike zone. That's close enough. You know, that that basically shows here's what the strike zone is. We're looking right at it. Nothing's distracting us. Nothing's in the way. No catcher stands up in our way. The mm-hmm. guys are all looking at that from the side. And all they're going off of is your legs. <laughs> they're going off of where that pitch came in via your legs. And that thing's way below his kneecaps. Like, that. that is just in no world is that a strike. Everybody knew it. And shame on that ump for calling that a strike because it changes the whole game. I, I hate being the, mm. oh, God, the ump suck. But this one was, 
and and also game one, dude, it, the yump was terrible in game one. He had some awful calls, but the thing that I'm more okay with is messing up like the the two one pitch, or, or messing up like the o sure. o pitch. Don't mess up the full count two outs bases loaded pitch. You can't yeah, the, do that. The gravity of the situation has got to come into play, and. The one thing the mics picked up slash we were able to read Cora's lips saying was you've got to be better. And he said it yeah. about five times, which is a badass way of telling somebody they suck. Yeah. You've got to be better. I, I've always been of the belief, and some humans listening might disagree. I've always been of the belief that some of the most, some of the biggest roasts you can have of somebody don't involve swears. It's it's calling someone a bum is a big deal. If you just straight up mm-hmm. call someone a bum, like that's probably worse than any swear you could say to him. If you're probably not, pointing I, at I, a I grown, few. well, it's, it, I'm saying saying it the right way, you know. If you're looking bum. at an um, no, you don't want to yell it. You're just like you're you're a bum. bum. You're a legit you're a bum. bum. You're a little. You're bummy. a legit. You're bum bum. <laughs> you're bum. <laughs> you're if you're butt. just looking, you're looking at an ump right in his face. Yeah. And pointing at him like Cora is doing. When Cora gets going, by the way, mm-hmm. oof, I'm a little scared. You got to talk about a scary dad. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. Um, but no, pointing at it up right in his face and, mul- and multiple times saying, you got to be better is a great way. Yeah, like you said, be like, dude, you suck. Like that that pitch was yeah. awful. You can't be calling that a strike. So yeah. I had what well, I got to give a shout out at Trevor Ar- Ariana on Twitter had said it's a great idea and I agree with it. And I said I was going to steal it, but I don't know if it's stealing if I gave a shout out, whatever. If you should be able to challenge an ejection. That's what he said, and I fully <laughs> agree. If if the pitch like is ask that the bad crowd or something? No, I'm saying if the pitch is that bad uh-huh. and the ump tosses you, it's like no, 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 no. I can like, say whatever I want to you now because that pitch was abysmal and you called it a strike. You can't toss me. There should be scenarios where you just so can't what, get ejected and you just got to eat all the insults. I think that's fair. So what's that process like? Is it like like you get tossed and you're like, oh, yeah, you're going to toss me? Let's call New York. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah no, like, let's, let's get on the when head he, when say, he throws him, you get some more, Get some more words in because you're still hot, right? You're still yeah, heated, yeah, yeah. so get them out then. And then we go, oh, no, I'm challenging it. Like, let's let's check it out. And if it's that yeah. bad, it's like, all right, you get to stay in the game. You're right. That was a terrible call. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the better I idea like would the be, idea. like, you get to challenge the pitch and, and say that well, it's a sure. ball. No, but, but I like the idea of getting on the headset calling New York and the, like, league officials being like, yeah, no. No, no, you screwed that up. No, that's bad. Yeah. Uh, you you know, what did that. he call you? What did he call you? No, that's fine. No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah no, you, you should be better. No, I, 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 think it's, I think it's totally fair to challenge an ejection and to be able to stay in the game if the ump missed the call by a mile. So I like that oh, yeah. one a lot. But uh, not much else from this. I mean, they, they could have swept, and obviously Brazier comes in, gives up the two-run bomb. Well, whoa, Can't say whoa, I was whoa, overly stunned. Whoa. Yeah, what, what do you— right wh- over our boy. Oh, no, Strom Bully was great. He was great. Uh, uh, this is nothing against Strom. It's hard to be all pumped about Strom when they lost on a walk-off homer, you know? Well, sure, but you trust Strom a little bit longer, the situation doesn't happen. Now, why does Strom come out of that game, Steve? Righty-righty matchup to get Schreiber in, right? Yeah. Makes sense on paper. If you don't really look at the paper that has stats on it, because Strom <laughs> has better numbers versus righties than Schreiber. He hey, has Schreiber, faced Schreiber, more righties than Schreiber has. Schreiber got the job that, done. That's fine. 
Sure, but I'm saying there's no need to pull him out there, and then you can bring Schreiber in for the ninth. Yeah, there's- who knows? I I don't. I, I'm I'm more concerned at the fact that the Red Sox don't score after the third inning than who they're bringing in. Sure, but just know. in managing in that situation, obviously Cora's not there. I can say I kind of get pulling Strom to bring in Schreiber just because of the right. I can say I kind of get that. I can't get behind at all taking out Schreiber to bring in Ryan Brazier. That That's was fair. I what well, you at that time were kind of soul crushed a little bit already, right? Celtics have lost by this point, dude. I'm telling you, I, I can't your... keep doing all these games at the same time. Like I, yeah. I'm trying to keep notes in the socks, and like the Celtics are are blowing their season. Like I, too much is happening. The the Bruins the other night, you know, miserable. <laughs> I'm sure and they're it's breaking like, your heart too. Can we take any more of this? I mean, I I go hard for the bees. Always have, and it's like tonight was specifically this this Wednesday night. This was specifically tough because mm-hmm. Celtics had that game. Red Sox and, and Braves, to their credit, were like, there's a lot going on in the Seas Bucks game. Let's let's both not score any runs uh for the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth inning. That's what they did. So that's what the Braves and Red Sox did. They agreed to that. Mm-hmm. And then that's why the ump called them out. Because he's like, guys, we can't have any runs right now. It's Seas Bucks game five. Right. There's a lot going on. So I think but that's when what really happened. But when you're there and you're downtrotting, are you see did you see Brazier come into this game? And if so, what was your heart doing in that moment? No, I was I was Does talking to my dad about about the Celtics. Yeah. Okay. Well, my first I, I mean, thought I was, saw I saw him up on the screen. I mean, don't get me uh, wrong; like I I watch every inning of every game. Right, right, um, right. But I'm just saying that the moment that he like that they that you saw Brazier's on the mound. That's like, wait, Brazier's getting the ninth. Yeah. Oh, I didn't like feel great about moment. it. So uh, my and my reaction was like, I got to look at the numbers here. Maybe there's something. Maybe I'm missing something. Brazier this year, opponents are hitting. 302 off him. Schreiber, 120. And you might be like, okay, oh, well, it's a different sample size. Obviously, we see Brazier way more often than we see Schreiber, right? Wrong. Dude, Schreiber has seven innings pitched. Brazier has 11 and a third. That is not that different of a sample size. It's just not. It's, I, I don't understand. Schreiber threw eight pitches. It was. It wasn't. Really, I, I don't. I don't know, man. I was. I was so hot about it. I don't want to see Ryan Brazier pitch. I don't want to see him pitch the ninth inning in a in a tie game. That's for sure. That didn't feel good at all. And I. I. I was so against that decision, man. And it's obviously easy to sit here and say that after he gives up a walk off homer and after I tweeted that the Sox were still going to win the game. But <laughs> I was. I was so mad about it. I'm still mad about it. I don't get that decision. Uh, and uh, the search for the closer. Rolls on. Yeah, not, not like it was going to be solved tonight. Um, I, I think that's – it's tough, man. I mean, there's there's no real way to handle the bullpen late when Whitlock's a starter. Like, there's not as, – as long as Garrett Whitlock is still in the rotation, the fifth through ninth innings are going to be a question mark. And that just remains the case. Unless Evaldi – I mean, credit to Evaldi. For, for going six and a third, you know, he gets into the seventh inning. I feel like he's the only guy on the staff that gets to the seventh inning, and he does it pretty consistently. He gives them a chance to win. I know the home run's been an issue for Valdi this year, but, you know, for the most part, those are the only runs he's really given up. He's not really, and they're not, it's not like he's given up grand slams. Like it's normally solo Johnsons and maybe a two run shot here or there, but it's still, it comes down to who are you going to trust late in the game? And, 
I just I just don't know what to say, man. I don't know what to tell you. Like Brazier going into that outing in Atlanta on Wednesday. Let's see, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He had given up one run in his previous eight outings, and so, I mean, he's he's been he's been better obviously since a really tough start. He got his ERA down to two four five heading into to Wednesday night's appearance. I still think it's it's a lot rides on the ump missing that call. When it's a call that egregious, I think it's fair to do the ump game. I really do. I don't like people that do it like every night, but it's been noticeably bad this year. And when you miss that call, that literally changes the whole dynamic of the next four innings, next three innings, whatever. It happened in the sixth. So that was a huge issue. Sox not scoring for five, six innings, obviously a big issue. And then they get walked off on. I mean, when they when they didn't score, I mean, you just know that's the thing with this team right now. A lot of other teams would look at a tie game in the ninth and be like, hey, we can win this ball game. This Red Sox team doesn't win any of those. But the prior game and eight ninths didn't make you feel like a little different, that this might be a little different, that there's still a shot that if there was ever a time where an extra inning game was going to be won by the Sox that it's right now? No. No? What is it going to take to convince they you that? They scored since the third inning. Before? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm yeah. saying. So, but it was magical so when it happened. That's a huge, that's a huge deal. It if they had gotten more going, I mean, it, it's just, again, if it's not with this Red Sox team, if it's not this thing, it's that thing. You know, it's it's constantly mm-hmm. like, okay, if this issue's not the case, then insert that issue. That one's ready to be a problem. <laughs> There's the, the next issue on this team is always ready to be an issue. It's like, oh, I've actually not been a problem for a couple days. I'm back. That's kind of what happens basically every series. The Red Sox have not won the last game of a series since that Detroit game where they almost blew that one. They've only won two series finales all year, and it was holding on to a one-run lead in New York with Diekman striking out their big bats. And then the Detroit game when Erod gave up like five unearned, and the Sox almost blew that one. So they're almost completely defeated in season finales, and series finales, sorry. And it's May 12th. Like, that's, I mean, that part's brutal. But... I'm not going to be all negative on this show. I think that's that's essentially our recap of that series. I'm not going to be all negative. That there is, this is the benefit, Joey, of a two-game series. It's you basically what? get two recaps. It's not three games. It's a little different because if they if there was a game tomorrow in Atlanta or a game whatever today Thursday, and they lost that one, then it's a whole another story. Sox split a series. We got to take our W's where we can, and that's where I'm at. Man, I wish that felt like a split, huh? <laughs> that just, well, they never that went. Last they, this one feels is what, so fresh, you know. Dude, zero and eight in our last eight recording days is just like it's the worst losing streak ever. I don't know if I I've ever had is. that streak in a uh, in my podcast history. I, I really don't think that's happened. So like, and it's there's been crazy. some tough tough teams in that stretch. So they got a split. They got a split. A sweep would have been great. Obviously, they head to Texas. And we are going to break down that series coming up here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously you want to you want to win both of those. They don't. And that's where we're at. It's they don't they don't ever really leave you with many good tastes in your mouth. It's always like, oh, OK, like the you know, if you're if you're testing out like a, a plate of items. Oh, that first one was good. The last couple. Not great, but it, it started well. But now I have a literal sour taste in my mouth from whatever the hell that thing was. You just mm-hmm. fed me. Yeah, like the crackers are good, but I think that dip is just vomit. I and I think it's been sitting out for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little cold now. 
Coming up uh, next. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unless you have you have final thought in this series? No, 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 I do not. I'm I'm done with this series. Same. Coming up next, a preview of Red Sox Rangers on Inside the Monster. It is time to preview the weekend series in Texas. Red Sox, Rangers, Joey, pitching matchups. Here we go. Okay, there's a three-game series in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Game one. This is going to be a showdown between uh, TBD and... I, I totally forgot this guy was on the Rangers. TBD. Steve, you remember that guy? Well, they got him in the offseason, remember? It was with it was one of their big three additions. They got Semi and Seager and TBD. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I totally remember that. I totally remember that. And game two, moving on. Oh, I'm not going to go through those guys' pitches. You guys know how they do. Uh, let's just cut to the chase. They haven't announced any starters. Either team. Either team hasn't announced any starters. And that is your pitching preview, Steve. Weather update for Arlington, Texas. On Friday, it is going to be in the 70s around first pitch. They're... It is 7.05. Nice. Here it is 8.05. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, there is a Eastern first pitch of 7.05, 6.05 in Texas. That's also going to be upper 70s both days, all three days. It's not going to rain. It's Texas. I mean, what are we expecting mm. here? Basically, all Texas? three days, it's around... What's up? You, you've been to Texas? I haven't been to Texas, which I feel like wow. the amount of time I've been on this earth, I should have been to Texas by now. But it's not mm. – I don't know. I feel like you have to make a specific – you don't just, like, accidentally bump into Texas. Like, you got to go – I've woken up in Texas. I, you really? can wake up in Texas accidentally. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Sunday's obviously going to be the hottest, which doesn't really matter. Globe Life Park, Globe Life Field, rather, is a retractable roof, so – Basically, if you're in Texas, weather's going to be totally fine. It's going to be a controlled environment indoors, so who cares? Um, yeah, that is that is essentially the weather update and the pitching matchups, which is very in-depth. Series predictions, we'll keep these quick here. I got Franchi going deep. I got Franchi going deep in Texas. Everything is bigger in Texas, and so is Franchi's home runs. It is going to be... It's going to be a blast. I think it's going to be a no-doubter. I've been pretty good on the predictions uh, so far, so I'll say Franchi goes deep. What do you got? I have a prediction this week, first of all, which is huge. Hmm. I believe, Steve, I haven't said this up to this point. This is a huge prediction. You ready for this? It's going to yeah. carry some weight, some gravitas, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The next time we record an episode of Inside the Monster, we are going to be coming off a series win. <laughs> and we're going to be coming off a game win. They're going to win game three of this series. I'm going to say right now, Joey, first off, great prediction. Secondly, I'm going to say right now, say if it. the Boston Red Sox win the first two ball games in Texas and lose <laughs> the third one, I don't give a damn. That's a series <laughs> W, and we're going to be happy on Sunday night. That's fine. That's fine. I'm. I'm fine I seriously don't that. care It'll if they. If they. I don't care how you win the series. I don't care if the Sox get a garbage call 
on the other end. I don't care if it's a bloop walk off. Obviously, you can't have a walk off on the road. I don't. I do not care. I don't care what if they walk happens. it off in Texas. I don't give a damn how the Red Sox win this series in Texas. Find a way to win the series. Head back to Boston to face another team from Texas and get a little bit of momentum going back into some Fenway ball. I really, Joey, it could be anything. It could be, oh, my God, that ball was foul and the Red Sox got a gift. Cough, cough, happened in Detroit. It could be Mm -hmm. three bloops in a row. Oh, that's cheap. I don't care. It literally could be anything. You Throw whoever you got to throw. Do a bullpen game. Do whatever you got to do. Win this series in Texas, and then we go. I'm with you, man. I think it's going to happen. I think they. I also think they win that third game. I think that I'm, I'm getting greedy with it. So, uh, you want what, you want just a, a fun stat that made me smile a little bit? Yeah. What do you got? Um, Devers in May, rocking a 10.69 OPS. How cool is that? What a fun little that's, number. That's very cool. Yep. That's about, as, that's about as cool as it gets. Yep. Uh, yeah, coming up next. Coming up next, Joey. I know it's a quick series preview, but again, just win the damn series. It's really not that complicated. We got yeah, no. six TBDs on the mound, and it's going to be warm. That much we know, and we know Franchi's going deep. Coming up next, we have our closing thoughts on episode 13 of Inside the Monster. We are back, folks. It is the closing thoughts segment, closing thoughts portion, closing thoughts time on Inside the Monster. Joey, I've been watching the Seas for a long time. It's basically since 1996, which is, again, that's obviously a theme here. Be like 96. 96 is part of my closing thought here because it's about the Boston Celtics. I don't hate really anything more than the hoop people on Twitter that give you the stick to baseball, oh, Stevie doesn't know hoop, blah, 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 blah. I've been watching more hoop than you, than your buddy, than your cousin, than your mother. I can't stand basketball people that love like flexing that they know more than you when they just don't. I tweeted out about Grant Williams on Wednesday. That it's been a tough series for Grant Williams lovers. He had one good game. Oh, he's covering Giannis. Yeah, he's he's doing you know below average like everybody else. Wednesday night, Grant Williams, thirty-one minutes, four fouls, two rebounds, zero points, and it was like absurd for me to tweet that Grant Williams is doing nothing. Everyone, you know, some of the people get it. Some of the people replies like, "Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you." I'm not saying Grant Williams sucks. I'm just saying there's every there's always been one player on the Celtics over the years that has driven me nuts and that I just cannot stand. Little little Twitter fingers boy at home, don't think you did anything with your stick to baseball and your you don't know hoop tweet. It's just you're a clown. Like you're a certified clown. I'm I'm doing an eye test. I'm watching the games. It sucks because I had to tweet about Dennis Schroeder earlier this year that was like tongue in cheek, and people took it seriously. That I, he's like my favorite Celtics player in ages. I'm like that. That's not a serious thing, but that then that that got turned into like a serious tweet. I'm like, oh god, this is stupid. But I just can't stand the people, the stick to baseball people. You suck. 
Uh, you're one of the worst people on Twitter. You're a loser. You're an L7 weenie. You're a dweeb. And you add nothing to the Twitter experience for anybody. You just you just suck. Like I, I've, been, I've been watching the Celtics my entire life. Like I, I watch hoop my entire life. It's the the having one C's take and converting that into like you don't know ball. People love saying that. Like you're a clown. You're a clown. So that's my closing thought. That you don't know balls. Stick to baseball. People are clowns. Joey, what do you got? Um, well, let me let me just say I'm not very familiar with basketball Twitter, but I did tweet one thing about the basketball game today, yeah. and the one reply I got was like. I, I said, like, Smart gets a foul there? Like, what am I missing? And somebody was like, uh, the baseball game. People can't do, do like, the crossover it. stuff. I have, I have two screens this isn't, whatever. Joey, but, this isn't uh, for everybody. Like, the crossover stuff isn't for everybody. Uh, like, people, like, I know it's 90-plus percent of my tweets are about the Red Sox. And yeah. this, you start throwing yeah. C stuff in there, and they're like, no, dude, stick to baseball. Like, no, just shut up. I, I'm going to yeah. tweet about the Celtics. It's, it's the biggest game of the year. They now have to win game six in Milwaukee and come back to win game seven. Is it possible? Yes. But it's uh, borderline miracle territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things aren't looking too bright Blue the game. for the that old was terrible. Uh, 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 green team, if you will. Uh, so I got I got two quick little closing thoughts here. The first one's very short. Uh, shout out Dom. You met Dom. I haven't met Dom. Uh, he got uh, two of the bases that were on field for the Rafi Grand Slam. Yes, sat with him in Tampa for Sox Rays for the no-hitter game. He's awesome. Yes. So he got two of the bases that were on field for the Rafi Grand Slam, and then he got them signed by Rafi today. That's a pretty cool piece of mm. memorabilia to have. Uh, so congrats, Dom. He was really stoked about it. So um, I'm stoked for you, man. Uh, my my closing Real quick, closing real quick on Dom. Real quick on Dom. Yep, 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 he he yep, sent yep. us a bunch of pictures of uh, – he's, he's, I call him the base god. He's the base god. He has uh, a bunch of game-used bases. I got a game used. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if you're if you're a baseball fan, having a game used base is just a cool item to have at your place. It's mm-hmm. it's just cool. There's, there's it's like oh yeah, this was literally the base that they used. <laughs> like it's just a neat item to have. So I'd recommend it. But he's got all sorts of bases, and it's cool. The Braves they'll like take them out after the first three innings, and immediately just like auction them off at the park, which is actually really cool. Mm-hmm. And I feel like more places should do that. So shout out Dom. Yeah, yeah shout out Dom. Uh, my closing, closing thought, uh, Red Sox stats replied to me kind of a big day for me. I think that's my first stats reply. I'm not really Ooh, in his replies. That's big. Yeah, that's yeah, big. I'm, re- I'm in I'm his replies really- every night. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'm not really in his replies, so I've never like even had an opportunity to get one. I'm kind of batting a thousand right now. So, um, <laughs> slid in there, he hits me right back and I'm, it was a little glimpse into, it was a little clue, Steve into his identity. I know you have no interest in knowing who Red Sox stats is, uh, that you would prefer it stay a mystery, which is exactly why it is my mission now to find out who Red Sox stats is. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like the guy on the other side of the phone in uh, the Liam Neeson movie there. Good luck. I it is my mission. I am saying it on this show. I am going to find out who Red Sox stats is, Steve, and I will hold it over your head, and I, I will have I will have something over you. I'm going to I'm going to use this as leverage for something. I don't know what yet. I don't know what my angle is yet, but I'm going to find out who that Twitter account is. I really must know. I just have Good to. Luck. I don't know how. 
I don't know how you're just like fine with like, oh, I don't even want to know. There's a mystery at hand, Steve. How is how does it not keep you awake at night? I gotta I gotta find this. Let me find this clip. I gotta find this clip because it applies here. One thing, real quick, that I want to say is it the good luck? And Joey, clip? Joey, I'm glad that you're down with this too. Is that when we do voicemails, you gotta keep it real. You just put the phone up to the mic, like it's that's how voicemails are supposed to be heard. Don't anyone doing over the top editing for you know put this over that? It's like no, the real way to do voicemails is put your phone to the mic. <laughs> Play the audio and have reactions while it's going on. So I'm glad that you're down with that. What are you um, trying to show me right now? Are you trying to play the clip that you just quoted? Yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to get that play quote here. All right, here, here we go. <sighs> Good luck. I will kill you. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna play, best, and I will best, kill you. The best part. The best part is that I fast forward a little bit too far, so it just got, and I will kill you. <laughs> it's like you missed half the mo- the important quote. But no, the point is, good luck. Good luck, Joey. I good don't luck. think there's any chance you find out who Red Sox stats is. And if you I do. I think if I asked, he would tell me. No. I'm going to say you it. You can't yeah, no, be like we haven't asked before. If you find out who Red Sox stats is, mm-hmm. I will get you a big bag of chips. But what? St- All right, you better stop with these snack incentives, snack incentives, if you will. Uh, mm. I feel I like, that. like snack incentives. I like that. Yeah, I feel, well, I mean, obviously, I would, I would want something bigger than that. But the whole thing is that you don't want to know, or if you, are you lying to yourself? Are you saying like, oh, I don't even want to know? Like, no, I'm I don't want to happy not knowing. Yeah, no, I. You're one I of my tell. favorite things in life this is going to sound pathetic, probably, but is replying to Red Sox stats. Like, mm. I, I love like Red Sox stats is my favorite Twitter account by about eight miles, eight million miles. I wanted that mm. to sound cooler, and I said eight miles. <laughs> like, that's not, like, that cool. <laughs> but it's my favorite account by, like, six and a half miles. Um, but, no, it's just it's a great account, and I love replying to stats. Stats will reply to me. I remember when I got the stats follow, I was like, oh, damn, like, that's a big deal. Stats follows nobody. Like, mm. how many how many people do you think Red Sox stats follows? 419. Oh, not 88. Holy cow. Stats follows 88 people. I felt more honored when I was followed by stats than when I got like my degree at Endicott. Like I it, it's a huge deal it's something to get you can't followed by for. stats. Exactly. You gotta earn mm-hmm. it. You gotta earn that yeah. follow. So yeah, I, I remember he I was up on the monster with um what was that like me, Emerson, and like Streisky, and we were just acting mm-hmm. like clowns and we we're coming back from break and Stevie D got us in the shot. And uh and it was it was just like stats just with no stats is the king of like the no caption video or gif and he just posted the video with no caption and Dave O'Brien didn't even know what to say because we were just goofing off he was like oh, all right uh we're back it's the fifth inning and stats just posted the video with like no caption I was like that that was very funny but yeah per usual every episode shout out Red Sox stats and um I think that'll and do I'm it for me you got you, you yeah you, you got anything else Joey is that it? it's good to go out on that I think yeah, and I'm and I'm coming for you, Red Sox stats. I'm I'm. If you don't think that I'm gonna overturn every stone, you are wrong. Here I come. I will look for you. Oh. I will find you, and I will kill you. I, this is not a threat. I'm not. I'm not gonna kill you. This is Steve. Good luck, Joey. Oh, now I gotta run it back. I heard the go. good luck. I heard the good luck. And I will Joey. Kill you. 
There we go. We just needed a clean good luck. <laughs> we needed a clean one. I, <laughs> I got the good luck. There's not a threat stats. I'm going to find out your identity, and then that's going to be the end of it. All right. We shall see. Until our next episode, that is it for episode 13 of Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey. For Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. We will be back after the Red Sox-Rangers series. We got some interviews coming up, by the way, Joey. We got some interviews coming up with some former Sox players. And then when the Sox win a bunch of games with some current Sox players, very excited about that. Until then, go Sox kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Mm-hmm.